With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina, and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music, and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie, and Wrightsville, and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonAndBeachesVacation.com. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Harvin, senior editor behind the SteelCurtain.com, with you for another episode of Let's Ride. It is Monday, and I said it last week, and I mean it. Mondays are some of my favorite shows for a lot of reasons. Mainly, I don't have any special segment on Mondays. You know, on Wednesday you have the mailbag. On Friday I have Blue Check back in. I love those segments, but this is a this is the one show, especially in the off season, where I can really dive into topics, give you a full thirty minutes of my thoughts and my opinions on anything relating to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And so today, you know, this is coming off of the championship game weekend where we saw the Bengals and Chiefs in the morning, or I'm sorry, not in the morning, the early game at 3 o'clock. And then at 6.30, we saw the NFC championship game between the Rams and the 49ers. And anytime I watch these games, I always think the same thing, barring the Steelers playing and participating in these games. It is what would it take for the Steelers to get back here? What would it take for the Steelers to be a championship-caliber team again? Because I think right now we can all admit that they're far from it, especially when you look at the turnover coming up with this roster, with this organization. It's going to be drastic. It's going to be dramatic at times. But still, what will it take for the Steelers to get back to that championship status? That is the question we are going to really dive into In this podcast, we're going to break it down offense, defense, special teams, and all of that. But before we get to all of that, I want to make sure I remind you of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And wherever you get your podcast, search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain, subscribe, follow, 
whatever you have to do. So if you're an Apple podcast user, leave us a good comment. I'll read it every Friday. Uh, I'll look at the new comments. Also, give us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We appreciate it. Before we dive into this topic, I, I do have some news to discuss. And this will be brought up throughout the rest of this show because a lot of the things that we're going to talk about are going to hinge off of or be kind of directed back to the news that was mainly Art Rooney II speaking with the media. So Art Rooney II, as he always does, this is not anything that's special. This is not anything that is unique. He speaks to the media once the season is over. So when the Steelers lost in the wildcard round, uh, it took a couple weeks, but now he decided to speak with a select group of pool reporters. And, of course, he also speaks with someone like Missy Matthews of Steelers.com. And he talked about a lot of things. He talked about how it seemed like Matt Canada was going to stay talked about trying to find a new defensive coordinator with Keith Butler retiring, and he even talked about the fact that Kevin Colbert will be stepping down as GM after this draft. Now, he might stay on and and in an advisory role or something of that that kind. You saw this in Baltimore uh, when they were going through their transition at general manager. So the Steelers might have a similar situation, but he talked about a lot of that and a lot of specifics. And like I said, we are going to, throughout this podcast refer back to a lot of what Art Rooney II said and using that to help guide the discussion and help guide where things are headed for this Pittsburgh Steelers team as they plunge into this unknown, an unknown with no quarterback, an unknown with no defensive coordinator, an unknown with potentially no GM or a new GM coming. There's a lot of uncertainty surrounding this Steelers team, and I want to make something very clear, a turnaround. And it's hard to say, you know, when you make the playoffs that you need a turnaround. But when you look at the uh, the na- amount of unrestricted free agents they have, when you look at the turnover and the coaching staff, all the things that we've already talked about, it none larger than the quarterback position, you feel like there is there could be a season or two where the team is not necessarily that caliber of team that we've all come to learn and expect. Let's make that very clear. So this turnaround, if we want to call it that. Fans should not expect this to be a one-year thing. In no way, shape, or form am I calling this a bridge year like the Pirates did. Uh, I I am calling this a a year where the Steelers can completely rebuild things, and there's a lot of reasons to talk about that when you look at the salary cap, and the Steelers are going to have a lot of money available. Uh, You look at free agents. We're going to talk about all of that here. and we're going Like I said before, earlier in the show, we're going to break this down offense, defense, and special teams. And what I decided to do was to kind of give a summation of each. And I'm talking about, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, players or positions that the Steelers are going to want to target. And then you look at the coaching staff. Are there going to be any changes in that regard? And then also, in that specific category, that side of the football, I'm also going to talk about free agents the Steelers have that they might want to retain for one reason or the other. So we're going to start off with offense. That's what we always do whenever we're talking about the two sides of the ball, and we're going to start on the offensive side. So when I look at players and positions that the Steelers are going to have to focus on, it's mainly along the offensive line, and this is not breaking news, folks. We all know this. You look at players like Trey Turner. He's going to be a free agent. I really don't want them to bring him back if he's expected to be a starter. I'd rather them go in a different direction. Uh, But really, the only guarantees for the Steelers going into 2022 on the offensive line is on the left side, and that is Dan Moore, if they're going to keep him at left tackle, and then Kevin Dotson at left guard. The center position is a giant question mark. 
The right guard position is a giant question mark. And then right tackle, because Chooks Okorafor is a free agent as well, is a giant question mark. So you have center guard and tackle. And let's also not forget, the Steelers need to bolster the depth at a lot of those positions. So you have players like Joe Haig who could get cut. Zach Banner could get cut. Why? Because it would help them create more salary cap space. Could they keep them? Absolutely they could. But ultimately, they're going to have to make some additions there for a lot of reasons. Now, someone like Kendrick Green, keep your mind, you know, the center is very important. I think we all saw that. You, you kind of took Marquise Pouncey for granted. And Kendrick Green, he had his struggles. He had his struggles as a rookie. And so now you wonder, what are they going to do with Kendrick Green moving forward? Is he going to be the center? Is he going to be that interior depth piece? He and J.C. Hassenauer could both fill that role. They are both position versatile when it comes to the interior of the offensive line. That's a big question mark for the Steelers heading into this offseason. But it doesn't stop there. A lot of fans out there want to say, okay, the offensive line is a glaring need. No one's going to deny that. But then they forget that there's other positions the Steelers are going to have to look at too. And this is either free agency or the draft. doesn't matter. And so one of them is wide receiver and running back. So running back, you know, Kalen Bellage is a free agent. And the Steelers, they still have Benny Snell Jr. in his final year of his rookie deal. Najee Harris is going into his second season. But you would think they would want to try to find a dynamic running back. Maybe, maybe they like Anthony McFarland enough, if he can stay healthy, that they don't need to add a running back. But I think most of us would agree that if they could get a running back that they like enough that they don't have to use Najee Harris as much as they did in 2021, that would be a good thing. And then at wide receiver, the position that everyone always says they are so deep, and boy, can they draft these this position. They're going to need to do some major work at wide receiver because under contract, the only players of note that are under contract heading into 2022 is mainly Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. James Washington, free agent. Juju Smith-Schuster, free agent. Ray-Ray McLeod, free agent. And so now all of a sudden that one position that everyone would always say, yeah, they might be a little thin in some positions, but not receiver. They're deep at receiver. Well, maybe not as deep as you thought. And so the receiving position when it comes to free agency especially, I think that's a position you would like to see the Steelers looking at bringing some players in. It's just going to add to it, and we know that they can draft receivers. They do a very good job of drafting receivers, but keep in mind they also did draft James Washington, who if he gets a second contract with the Steelers, I would be absolutely stunned. So... There are some misses in there. This is not like the perfect wide receiver drafting organization. They 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 hit more home runs than they do swing and miss. I'll put it that way. But for the Steelers, you're looking at this and saying, okay, they're going to have to hit receiver in a couple ways this year. And then the last but certainly not least is quarterback. The Steelers have to figure out what they want to do in 2022 at the quarterback position. Now, I have my theory, and everyone has their own theory right now. My theory is you don't go out and make a play for anyone that's going to break the bank. Yes, everyone wants to talk about Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, and Najee Harris is bringing up Deshaun Watson, don't want any business with him. But still, Russell Wilson, I'm not sure if I said his name, but he's another name that gets floated around a lot. I'm not interested in any of those quarterbacks. None. 
I've said Marcus Mariota for a lot of reasons and also because he would be cost-effective. People have talked about Gardner Minshew. Again, would be cost-effective. And so I'm looking at players. Mason Rudolph's going to count towards the salary cap just $4 million. Just $4 million. So if Mason Rudolph only counts $4 million towards the cap, I want to use the rest of that, the majority of my cap space, and I want the Steelers to make some serious plays on bolstering their roster with veterans. We've seen that they've drafted players that are able to contribute as rookies. Look at 2020, look at 2021, but you don't necessarily want that to happen. So when it comes to the quarterback position, I would be 100% fine if the Steelers get in free agency a or even via trade, could be a trade. I want to add that in there because I think Gardner Minshew, he's not a free agent. It would have to be a trade. But if they would bring in a player like that, and then let's have an open competition between Haskins, Rudolph, and that player. I would be completely, to be completely honest with you, not to put the cart before the horse and I talk about free agents I want the Steelers to keep, but one of the free agents on offense I want the Steelers to think about retaining is Joshua Dobbs. If you would even tell me, hey, Jeff, you're going to go into this year with these three quarterbacks as your primary three, Rudolph, Haskins, and Dobbs, I'd say, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's see what they have. And, you know, it, it could it could work out well. It could blow up in their face. But, again, it's all about the my personal opinion being that the Steelers use the majority of their cap space to bolster the line, to bolster the receiver position, maybe even running back. That is the priority. And then if you have to approach 2023, now you're looking at now we go and get our guy, whether it's in the draft, whether it's in free agency, that's a different story altogether. So what I do now is let's talk about free agents that I would want the Steelers to keep. So the Steelers free agents on offense that I would like to see them bring back. I would like to see them bring back Juju Smith-Schuster. I think with Ben Roethlisberger gone, although he and Ben had a great rapport early in his career, it was not the same towards the end of his career, and that's Roethlisberger's career, not Smith-Schuster. Smith-Schuster's price tag should be going down, not up. They paid him eight years, I'm sorry, eight million for one year last season. I'd love to see them get him on a multi-year contract that's going to be a team-friendly deal, especially in the early years. Get Juju back, if at all possible. I already said I would be fine with them bringing back Joshua Dobbs. I think he's good competition. I think he's that mobile quarterback the Steelers like. You can say what you want about him as the answer, but I don't think anyone's considering him the answer right now. This is going to rock the boat. The next two are going to rock the boat in a lot of ways, but there's a reason why I have them on here. Chooks Okorafor. If the Steelers were to sign Chooks Okorafor to say a two-year deal, less than what they paid Zach Banner, I would be 100% okay with that. Here's a here's a tackle that can play left and right, and it does not mean that Chooks Okorafor would be a player that they would call on to be a starter, an every-down starter. They could sign him, and this is not going to be, in my opinion, a day one of free agency signing. If Chooks Okorafor goes out there and no one's biting, no one's interested, the Steelers swoop in about a week or two later and say, hey, we'll give you this deal. You just got to know you're going to have to work for that job, and there's a chance he'll be the swing tackle, and he doesn't get another offer, you sign him. I'm not overpaying for Chooks for, but if they bring him back, I'm not going to be upset either. And lastly, Ray Ray McLeod. 
yes, he was the punchline of a lot of jokes based on the targets that he received from Ben Roethlisberger, but he is still a very valuable weapon as a returner, and that's something I will talk about in the special teams section. He also did show that he is capable as a receiver. You may not want him to get seven to eight targets in a game. I don't either, but he is also a viable option for the Steelers. He proved he can run routes. He proved he can catch the football. And so, therefore, you give him a contract that's not going to break the bank. None of these players that I listed outside of Juju Smith-Schuster should break the bank. And then lastly, before we take a break, for the coaching staff, Matt Canada, as Art Rooney II basically said, he's going to be back. Whether you like it or not, he's going to be back. And so when he's back, he's going to have to get his system in place. He's going to have to find his quarterback. He's going to have to make sure that it works. This might be his last chance to do that. But there's going to have to be a new offensive line coach. Is that CMO, Chris Morgan, that took over when Adrian Clem left? We're not sure. They love to promote from inside the uh, the organization, but we're not sure if he's going to be that guy. And people would want might want to say, oh, well, what's an offensive line coach mean? Do you remember Mike Munchak? Did he mean anything to the Steelers? And the answer is yes. Absolutely he did. He meant a lot to the Pittsburgh Steelers and especially their running game. So if you're bringing in some new faces along the offensive line, if you can find an offensive line coach that maybe isn't Mike Munchak, if Munchak wants to come back since he was a Fangio hire and Fangio's out in Denver, that would be great. No one's going to complain about that. But if not, finding a guy that has experience, that's able to work with that veteran, the couple veterans that come in, getting them you know, to work together, something this line did not do, in the preseason at all. So very, very important. This offense is going to have to get things moving. It's not just the running game, folks. It really isn't. Everyone wants to say, well, the Steelers, they need to run the ball. They just need to be balanced. They need to run it well enough to be balanced. Najee Harris is a tremendous running back. If they can get the hogs up front to do the job, he will be just fine. So offensively, there are a lot of holes on this offense in terms of what the Steelers need to do to get back to championship form. The free agents that they have, you keep some, you bring in some others. It's going to be an interesting off offseason for the offense, none, none larger than the fact that they're going to have to figure out what they want to do at quarterback. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back after that break, we're going to talk defense, then we're going to talk special teams to finish out the show. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second segment of Let's Ride. I am your host, Jeff Harvin. You know me, and we are talking about what the Steelers need to do to get back to championship form with championship weekend in the rearview mirror. That's the question that I always ask myself. I watch these games, and I think, man, I wish the Steelers were in this game. 
man, what did the Steelers have to do to get back? And we talked about the offense in the first segment. And in the first segment, it was it, it's more than just the running game. Let's keep that in mind. It's it's getting a complete offensive line, a balanced offense, some a group that can really move the ball efficiently. I think that's the key word for the offense. So let's go to the defense. It's definitely different. Want to start with the coaching staff here. The fact that the Steelers are going to be replacing their defensive coordinator uh, for the first time in a long time, Keith Butler, the longtime coach. He's been with the organization since I believe 2003. He coached the linebackers, the outside linebackers, and then became the defensive coordinator when Dick LeBeau retired. He that's no one knows who they're going to hire. They brought in some external candidates. Could it be an internal promotion with Terrell Austin? Absolutely, it could. Would I bank on that? Yes, I probably would. But again. When you have these interviews, you just never know what you're going to get. Just like when everyone thought that it was a as a shoe in that either Ken Wisenhunt or Russ Grimm were going to be the head coach in 2007, Mike Tomlin gets a chance and he wins the job. So there is that possibility. And so in that regard, they're also going to have to hire an outside linebackers coach. But the Ste- it's really important for Steeler fans to think about this, that we can talk a lot about the players and the personnel until they bring in that defensive coordinator, unless it's Austin, we're really not sure what that's going to look like. Maybe they bring in someone with a different philosophy. Maybe they bring in someone that likes to run different defenses, and that can change a lot in terms of what we think the Steelers are going to do and what they're actually going to do based on what that coordinator likes. So let's talk about the players, though. Let's talk about the personnel that they have, the questions surrounding the defense, and what they would have to do to get back to championship form. Unlike the offense, where there's so many holes to fill, I don't necessarily think that way with the defense. There's a couple big question marks, but other than that, they just have a couple holes to fill. It's not the gaping holes that are on the offensive side. Let's talk about it. On the defensive line, I've said this in past podcasts, and I'll say it again. It all hinges on Stefan Tuitt. Now, Art Rooney II was asked about Stefan Tuitt. He gave a very bland and open-ended answer, essentially saying, you know, we need to figure out what's going on with Stefan. We're going to have some conversations. Not really did the the definitive, you know what, he was injured this season. We did, we're, we're really looking forward to getting him back. That's the answer you wanted to hear. You wanted to hear Art Rooney II say, we are excited to get Stefan to it back in the fold, and he didn't. He didn't say that. He said, you know what, we have some questions. We need to get answers. That's a concern right there. Now, if Stefan to it doesn't play, whether it's he retires or whether he goes to another team, doesn't matter. If he's not on the Steelers roster in 2022, the defensive line's going to need an addition. Whether that's a rookie, whether that's a free agent, I'm not sure, but they're going to need to add something there. Now, Tyson Aluwalu coming back helps, but to it will be missed. And so it's going to be up to the Steelers to hit something in free agency in terms of getting a player in that they can absolutely help that blow, because Stefan Tuitt is a unique beast in terms of his ability to rush the passer and stop the run. But it doesn't just stop at the defensive line. Cornerback is going to be an issue. You, know, you have two of your, your two starting outside cornerbacks, assuming we don't put Cam Sutton there, and Akello Witherspoon and Joe Hayden. Both are going to be free agents at the end of this season. You don't want to have both of your starting outside cornerbacks go just, we don't know what's going to happen. That, that can't be that. Also at inside linebacker, Joe Schober definitely could be a cut candidate to save money for the salary cap. It, he Maybe he returns at a cost-effective price. He gets a new contract, gets an, whatever they Steelers, they, they, they're 
NFL teams are geniuses when it comes to manipulating money and the salary cap. They can't have Joe Schobert back, though, on his current deal. You just can't financially make sense of it. But the inside linebacker position, Joe Schobert's not the answer, and neither is Robert Spillane. If you're going to have someone like Schobert, like Devin Bush, and even in some regards, like Robert Spillane, you need to have someone that is like a thumper and the best person that you can think of mentally to help you understand what that player should look like and how they should play is Vince Williams. That's what they need. They need a Vince Williams in the middle of that defense to help free up players like Devin Bush and Joe Schobert, if Schobert stays. Devin Bush isn't going anywhere. People might want him gone, but he's not going anywhere. So that inside linebacker position is also going to be huge. Now, safety, you have to throw safety out there not so much because of Minka Fitzpatrick. Art Rooney II did say that Minka Fitzpatrick's contract, like T.J. Watt last year, is a high priority for the team. They want to get him locked up for the long term. They realize how important he is to the defense. This year, he showed a different level of importance for the defense, mainly the fact that he's such a he was such a good tackler this year. You know, he's like another linebacker for the Steelers. And but Terrell Edmonds is a free agent. When you picked up Minka Fitzpatrick's fifth year option, you declined to pick up Terrell Edmonds' fifth year option. Now all of a sudden, you the Steelers have to figure out what you're going to do there. So there is a long list of free agents with this defense that the Steelers need to address this offseason. Edmonds is one of them, and I think they should bring him back. I really do. And everyone, I, I saw there was a little like group of Steelers fans on Twitter that when Mike Tomlin said that one of Terrell Edmonds' best avail- ability is his availability, they kind of said, oh, that's the only thing you can say about him is that he's always there and he's always available. Yes, I mean, that is a really important part of this whole process. Terrell Edmonds has been unbelievably durable since he started as a rookie when Morgan Burnett couldn't stay healthy. Think about what I just said. Terrell Edmonds has proven his worth, in my opinion, to the Steelers. Now, should they go out and give him a really ridiculously lucrative contract? No, I don't think they should. And if there's another team out there that wants to outbid them, then let him go. I do feel like safeties are are players that have, in the past, been able to come in in the draft. I'm talking day one or day two picks. And they've been able to be impact players pretty early on in their careers. Uh, you know, not everyone's going to be that player that can step onto the field as a rookie and contribute. But the Steelers, they should want to bring Terrell Edmonds back. And even when I look at the free agents on offense that I mentioned, Edmonds might be at the top of the list or in the top three for sure in terms of players they should target to bring back. Another player that would be in that top three is probably Akello Witherspoon. Witherspoon showed his worth He had the best ball skills on the defense this season, and if you can have someone like Witherspoon in the right mindset, in the right system, it sure did look like, even though it took him a while to get there, and we come to to find out that one of the reasons why he was, um, he missed practice a few days, and I ripped him on my podcast, and I'm not the only one, and we called that trade a waste. It turns out he had a child. Uh, he and his wife, I believe, they had they they welcomed a child into the world, and so he was gone for personal reasons. So my apologies there. But Akella Witherspoon, it took him time to get into the lineup, and when he did, he did not. He did not let this opportunity pass him by. It looks like everything fits. I listened to his postseason, uh, kind of his exit interview media session on the Steelers app, 
And he talked about how he really did enjoy his time in Pittsburgh and he would love to stay, but he also understands that it's a business and you know you can't sign everyone. I'd love to see him keep him. I think that he has a bright future. He has the size that a lot of people like at the cornerback position. He's athletic, and like I said, he has the ball skills to boot. Now, the next one's going to be a tough, tough. Joe Hayden. Joe Hayden is a free agent. I'd love to see him back, but there's a giant question mark next to that. Again, like I said with Edmonds, I'm not breaking the bank. I'm not even coming close to breaking the bank with Joe Hayden. If Joe Hayden doesn't want to take a team-friendly deal, then Joe Hayden, good luck to wherever you end up. That's that's where I approach Joe Hayden at this point. It might sound callous, but ultimately, I'm trying to figure out what's best for the Steelers, not for Joe Hayden. And in my opinion, he has been injury-prone the last few years. He's on the wrong side of 30 years old. I am at zero interest in having Joe Hayden being on this Steelers roster, taking a valuable cap space when... Unlike Edmonds, he's not always available. That's a problem for me. So would I love to see Joe Hayden back? Yes, but the price has to be right. Now, here's another free agent that a lot of people talked about briefly as the season came to its conclusion, but I I am very definitely top five for me in terms of the top free agents I want the Steelers to retain, and that's Montrevious Adams. Montrevious Adams came in, and he didn't even skip a beat. They signed him off the New Orleans Saints practice squad, so he has to be put on the 53-man roster. And lo and behold, he's starting that week. He had practiced like one or or two days, which is really remarkable. And when he wasn't in there, it was noticeable. When he was, it was noticeable. I think this is a guy that the Steelers would love to bring back. Very athletic. He has some speed for his size. He has a great, great first step off the ball. Bring him back. Give him an offseason to work with some of the defensive line coaches the Steelers have that they have some of the best in the league. And so give him a chance to come back and and really prove himself even more than he already has. He's, again, probably in my top five free agents I want the Steelers to retain. Then you get to players like Taco Charlton. If Taco Charlton, again, wants to sign a veteran minimum deal to come back and be that number three pass rusher, then by all means, I'll welcome him back. But, again, if it's nothing, if it's anything more than veteran minimum, I have zero interest. I feel like they can find that type of production elsewhere. Um, Keep that in mind. So with the defense, just like with the offense, it's not all about the run stopping. Everyone wants to point to that one statistic. They were 32nd in the league in stopping the run. I get it, but when you have Alu-Alu there, if you can get two at back, and if you don't have two at back and you address the defensive line position in free agency – Everything else should fall into place. You address that inside linebacker alongside Devin Bush, and your run defense will improve. So you had the ninth-ranked pass defense. You want to get a middle-of-the-road run defense, and then all of a sudden you throw in the pass rush, and now you have about a top-10 defense. That's what the Steelers should be targeting. That's where they should be headed, and I think they are. I think they are, but again, you have this question of the defensive coordinator in the back of your mind. You don't know who they're going to hire. You don't know if it's going to be inside this organization, a promotion, or it's going to be outside. Regardless, what is their system and how are they going to impact what the Steelers typically do? We'll see. The defense, like I said before we started talking about them, they do have holes, but they're not nearly as many as on the offensive side of the ball. I do want to talk about special teams before we end the show here. You, know, you, you talk about the coaching staff. There's no changes there. Danny Smith will be back as the coordinator. And I thought Danny Smith did a good job this year. But the players, you, you think about like Christian Kuntz was signed to a one-year deal. He was a restricted free agent, so he'll be back. You figure they're not going to make a change at long snapper now. 
But I do think, and, and I hate saying this, the way that we the season ended and, and the news that we heard after the season from Presley Harvin, I just feel like the Steelers have to bring in competition. Now, they did sign a punter to reserve for a futures contract. I hope, I hope that Presley Harvin plays well enough that we can call him big press again on my podcast but it's just it was so inconsistent I know he had a lot of stuff going on in his life he had a father pass away and then a week later his grandmother passed away just a really really tragic uh sequence of events for this young man I hope that he puts it behind him I hope that he comes back in 2022 and he's rejuvenated and he feels like he's able to focus on the game of football that's what I hope but the Steelers can't just rely on that to happen They need to bring in legitimate competition for Presley Harvin. As for free agents, there are a couple free agents I would bring back. I already mentioned Ray Ray McLeod, who not only on offense, but you could also include him on the special teams aspect of things. Miles Killebrew. Miles Killebrew was uh, a, he signed to a one-year deal. I thought he was great, not only in special teams, but he also filled a void at times on the defensive side of the ball at safety. They put him in there for as almost like an extra linebacker at times. Again, I'm not going to break the bank to sign Miles Killebrew, but I think they should go out and try and see what he's what is he getting out on the open market. Bring him back. Hopefully it's a team-friendly deal. I would love to see Killebrew back. But again, the special teams, the only thing I would say about them, love to see more splash from them. Maybe get a return. We haven't seen a punt return for a, in a long time. I think the last punt return for a touchdown was Deontay Johnson against Arizona a couple years ago. They did see some splash this year, though, that the week one, it was Killebrew who blocked the punt, and Ulysses Gilbert the third scooped and scored. So the Steelers did have some good special teams moments. You would just like to see a little bit more in that regard. So there you have it, folks. So what, what do the Steelers ultimately need to do? If we come all the way back to the beginning here, what will it take for the Steelers to get back to championship status? In a general sense, they need to use their money wisely as the new year league, new league year starts on March 16th. They need to make sure that they are signing the guys that they want to keep and then also getting the right pieces in place to make a difference in 2022. And that's along the offensive line, defensive line, linebacker, wide receiver, running back, everywhere. They also need to hit in the draft. They need to make sure that their picks that they get, hopefully they get a third or fourth round compensatory pick for Bud Dupree, that they they don't have a ton of picks this year. They need to make sure that they hit on at least half of them, players that can contribute right away. Again, let me reiterate this because I said it at the beginning and I don't want you to forget. I am not expecting the Steelers to return to championship status in one year. Would it be awesome if it happens? Yes. Am I expecting it to happen? No. The Pittsburgh Steelers, it's going to take some time, but if they take this offseason, and I'm not talking about the quarterback position, they build up the lineup, bolster the offensive line, get that run defense secured, and that's inside linebacker down to the defensive line. They can do all that stuff. Then there's no reason why once they get that quarterback, and that's a that's a tough that's a tough ask, but once they get that quarterback, maybe in 2023, they could be there. This offseason will be a turning point for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is either the offseason that propels them to championship status in a few years, or it's the offseason that they miss on free agents, they miss in the draft, they 
maybe go out and try to get a big-name quarterback and it doesn't pan out and they end up having some dark years to follow, this offseason is huge. What will it take for the Steelers to get back to championship status? They have to play their cards perfectly. We'll see if they can get it done. And we at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com are going to be with you every step of the way. So make sure that that is your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And wherever you get your podcasts, search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. Subscribe, follow, whatever you have to do so that you don't miss a thing. You know how we finish it out here, folks. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great week. Be on the lookout for that Tuesday mailbag tweet, and I'll see you on Wednesday. Go Steelers.